NEI Hoops Report, the number one rated NEI basketball coverage in the world, is proud to present the Road to Muni podcast with Junior and Pat. Welcome, NEI Hoops Nation, to season three, episode one. Uh, well, it's formerly known as NHR the podcast. Uh, we have elected to move this to the Road to Muni because the Road to Muni starts here. It starts this week. Um, for those that uh, may be new to NEI basketball, the uh, Road to Muni just stands for Municipal Auditorium, where the national tournament is. More importantly, the uh, final 16 teams in NEI men's basketball uh, end up in Kansas City at Municipal, at Historic Municipal Auditorium. Um, Pat, I, I know it's been a, a great offseason, um, but as we get going here um, in the preseason, uh, man, it's, uh, it's great to have NEI basketball back this week. Yeah, it certainly is. A, a lot of people think the most wonderful time of the year is in the next couple of months, but I think the most wonderful time of the year really starts, you know, this week, right? Or it started a few weeks ago. So it's uh, certainly excited. I know a lot of the players are probably excited to be out of preseason conditioning and then to game planning and, and thinking about opponents more than thinking about the next set of lines they got to touch. So, yeah, excited to get things going here on the podcast, excited to get hoop season uh, off and running. Yeah, it's uh... – it is a wonderful time of year. I know for, especially for us basketball enthusiasts, um, you know, the start of the college basketball season is always a good one. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's no, no different for the NEI basketball season. I think that, uh, um, you know, just a few, few new things this year, which is going to be interesting to kind of watch. Uh, um, so we, we got a later start to practice uh, this year with the new rules and um, you know, it's, it's five weeks out and, uh, everybody was starting up at the same day, and then, uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, it's only a twenty-eight game season this year, um, down about four games from the, from the past few years. So, a um, couple things just to kind of watch for. I, I'm, I think the the practice schedule, I think, is going to be fine. I think it'll work itself out. Um, maybe a little bit of ugly basketball early early on. And <laughs> teams weren't supposed to pick up a basketball until, uh, you know, until uh, uh, five weeks out from the game. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see how these few first few games go, but uh, um, you know, as as far as the twenty eight games, um, whether you like it or not, uh, the changes here, and and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, um, kind of moving into the this season, uh, uh, for those that don't know, we do have a, a website as well, uh, Uh And early on, we put out our uh, preseason magazine, our first preseason magazine um, uh, that we've ever published. It was a, a fun. A uh, little thing that we worked on, I shouldn't say little, it was, it was a big thing we worked on uh, several months over the summer. So uh, we appreciate everybody that uh, went on and read it. We had over 6,000 uh, people that uh, actually read it, which was awesome to see. Um, and for us, you know, it's it's just a, we're just trying to bring more attention to NEI basketball. And that's the most important thing. And uh, we just wanted to thank everybody for reading and anybody that, that reached out and donated as well. You know, that's a it means a lot for us. Um, we wanted to leave it as a free will donation just to, so especially for the players and stuff that, that, uh, you know, we want to make sure everybody had a chance to read it. So we, we appreciate anybody that did do, send a donation, uh, but more importantly, the views were, were awesome. Um, I'm glad that uh, we were able to have so many people uh, read it in the first, at first part of it. Um, if you haven't read it yet, again, www.neihoopsreport.com. You can get on there and uh, look at the preseason magazine. Um, Pat, the only thing that I know about the the preseason magazine is sure to be wrong, but uh, you know we are we are uh, full on a lot of research went into it, and uh, you know if you got a chance to look at it, uh, and we're gonna have a chance to talk 
uh, with Coach uh, Jeff Rudder here in a little bit. Uh, we're going to keep the tradition going. Uh, over the last three years, we've uh, actually uh, uh, been able to talk to our uh, preseason number one team in the country head coach every year and we're going to continue that this year with uh, Arizona Christian head coach Jeff Rudder so um, but they are our preseason number one in the country um, and as we're as we're uh, kind of winding down the list here um, you know Pat I hate I have to say this because we kind of kind of alluded to it last year but uh, uh, and I hope people took us took us serious and I, and I know that it ended up being two uh, teams from the east uh, who played for a national title in Loyola and Talladega uh, with Loyola winning the national title. Um, but something we kept saying last year was to watch out for those teams out West and uh, yep. kind of feeling that same theme a little bit this year. Yeah. The NAIA doesn't stop at Kansas, right? We, we keep going a little further West and you got some really, really talented rosters out there. You think it seems obviously like Arizona Christian, William Jessup, College of Idaho. There are some loaded, loaded teams out there. So just great for the national brand, right? To have the game expanding that far West. It, it's going to be exciting to see how those teams battle all out all the way out there. Yeah, and uh, like we mentioned, uh, for for our number one team in the country uh, to start the year, this is ours. The actual official uh, NEI rankings will be out on on Wednesday, um, so make sure you're paying attention to that. We'll have some articles and stuff around centered around that. Um, again, that will be out, uh, featured at the website. But uh, um, you know, it's it's uh, something that just looking at the the rosters and and transfers and everything like that. Um, while Loyola and Talladega were from the same, were from the, the uh, Southern States Athletic Conference last year, played for a national title. Uh, our two top teams this year um, also were from the same league, uh, from the G GSAC uh, and the great, or for the Golden State Athletic Conference. Uh, we mentioned Arizona Christian is our number one uh, and number two with William Jessup. Um, I think both of those teams are uh, not just with the returning returners, but uh, uh, you know, just even what they've brought in around uh, around their returners, I, I, you know, it's hard to hard to look past those two to start today. And then uh, rounding up our top five, um, another team out west, College of Idaho, who's got great tradition. Um, another team that was in Kansas City last year, um, and, and a team that uh, um, you know is young, and, and they lost two of their of their good seniors. But I think uh, with even with guys like Drew Wyman and Jake O'Neill returning uh, two sophomores um, uh, that had had really nice freshman campaigns. I, I really like them. Um, you can't ever look past Indiana Wesleyan uh, at number four or number four hole. Um, you know, it's a uh, they got a they got a big time. No pun intended, but they got a big man, uh, big returner in uh, in Seth Maxwell. Um, you know, the the Crossroads League uh, player of the year last year, obviously the preseason uh, favorite to win it this year as well. Um, between him and Spencer Piercefield, who I think Spencer uh, uh, has gotten better every year that uh, he's been uh, Indiana Wesleyan. Um, they did lose lose a little bit, but those two uh, as the staples, uh, we felt like that's the number four team in the country. Uh, and then as you stay in the Crossroads League, for us uh, in the top five was Grace uh, out of Indiana as well. So, um, you know, it's a, it's an interesting top five with, with two teams, uh, well, four teams, but two teams in each uh, from the Crossroads League and the, and the GSAC. Um, you know, like we said, we, we may not be right. We may uh, see some teams uh, falter, but uh, for right now, that's our, our preseason top five. And uh, hard to argue, I think, with the, either one of those or any of those five to start the year. Yeah, I'll just want to point out, if you're new to this podcast, we're actually never wrong. So I, I would be you know, surprised if it wasn't those top five teams. You know, it's, we see them late in the season. But, um, no, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, obviously, right, where guys transfer in and you don't really know how it's all going to play out until you start playing games. So I think I had Grace kind of looking up 
what they did last season and just who they returned. They returned such a great core. I think they're going to be so, so, so good. So I'm excited to see how they they pan out. If I had to pick an early, early favorite, I would be really interested to see. Obviously, Davidson's a great player. Malone on the inside is just a beast to handle. So excited to see that. And then, of course, all the teams out west. Um, yeah, and, and there's going to be others that pop up. You know, you, you think of the historical powerhouses, the Shawnee States of the world, and you never really know teams like William Penn, who, who they're going to roll out. So going to be excited to see how who can kind of take a shot at those top five guys. Yeah, and, and uh, you know what, what the actual official top five, uh, top ten, even the top twenty-five look like uh, as they roll out on on Wednesday. Um, you know, some of the teams that could definitely see themselves in the top five. Uh, you know, Oklahoma Wesleyan. Um, you know, back-to-back great years going to Kansas City and making deep runs. Um, they return everybody, including the American uh, Jane Lesky. I think that's a. Uh, um, you know, I think that they got a a really good team, and they play a five in five out style that uh, keeps them pretty, pretty uh, uh, strong all the way through. So, um, guys like or, you know, a team like that, or even a Jamestown team that yeah, yep, we've, we've talked about. You know, and I, I, I hope they took the joke. Uh, you know, it's the second, I think, third year in a row now we've had them in the top ten, and uh, you know, kind of joked around a little bit in the magazine with them about the fact that uh, uh, every year we picked them in the top ten, and they. You know they've struggled in the pre or in the regular season uh, a little bit, but man, I tell you what, uh, no matter what they do in the regular season, uh, you know you always want to play your best basketball at the end of the year, and they've done that with with uh, two back or back to back trips to Kansas City as well. Um, obviously, they bring back Mason Walters, who uh, um, if if you're new to the podcast or new to NEI basketball, uh, Mason Walters is one of the, the best, not just big men in the country, but one of the best players in the country. Um, so excited to kind of see him grow a little bit more, either, uh, as well as a player. I think he's gotten better and added to his uh, skill set each and every year. And I'm excited. Um, you know, even even uh, rounding out, uh, just kind of going through our top 10 here, just to, and you could jump in after that. But even Georgetown and Thomas Moore out of the Mid-South, uh, you know, the Mid-South is a te- is a league that uh, probably one of the best in the country. Um, they uh, at, at the NEI Division One level here, I mean, and then going into the first year of, of one division uh, when Shawnee State won, won a national title. Um, you know, they, they're a team that are a league that uh, consistently puts teams in the national or wins national championships, uh, either put, even puts teams into uh, the Fab Four. And, and uh, so I'm excited to kind of see that one. Uh, Georgetown, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I, you know, I think, think it's got to be a seventh or eighth year, but uh, um, they're going to bring back Jake Omer, who, who was a big part of their uh, 2020 season, uh, which, you know, for was a COVID uh, ended the season before the national tournament started, but they were the number one team in the country heading in. And, and I believe they were only a one loss or two loss team at that point and the and big favorites going into the national tournament to win it. But uh, um, I thought Jake Omer was a big, was, um, you know, Western Kentucky transfer. I believe he averaged 17 a game that year. So I'm eager to see him coming back and, and what he can do for, for Georgetown and uh, are one of the best coach teams in the country as well. So, um, yeah, Georgetown, Thomas Moore, uh, Thomas Moore, uh, uh, you know, losing the best player in the country if, or well, losing one of the best players in the country last year. But, uh, um, you know, they bring back so much from a team that made another deep run last year. Um, unfortunately, it'll be their last year in the NEI, but uh, uh, certainly a team that could be put hosting uh, or hoisting a uh, red banner at the end of the year. Yeah, and I think you <clears throat> nailed it with the transfer comment, right? Like what really kind of shakes things up or or kind of helps round teams out is who they can bring in in the offseason right and that's why we don't know who's coming in and we don't know what these guys can offer but 
that's what's most exciting is who is that one impact transfer that can take a team, you know, from number 15 to number five or, you know, from number five to number two or whatever it might be. So excited to see how these rosters really turn out. There are so many new faces, so many guys moving around, so many guys coming and going and coming back. Like you said, we have guys that have graduated, taken a year off and, and now playing again. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see who can make a little bit of noise outside of these these traditional powers. So, yeah, it's 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 funny you make the comment about guys that have been there forever. You think of, you know, Maxwell at Wesleyan and then Walters and these guys that have just been, you know, terrors in the NAI and feel like they've been there forever that have been, just been so good and, and continue to get so good. So excited to see some of these individual performances and kind of excited to see who who's going to burst onto the scene um, this year. So and you can't forget guys like Matt Simpson down in Florida, who's also a standout. Either. Back for his fifth year as well. I mean, that's, that's a, yeah. I think that's a, it was something we haven't talked about, but uh, um, can kind of hit on, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to see a lot of these fifth year guys back and, and uh, you know, with your guys uh, like Seth Maxwell and, and uh, you know, you mentioned Matt Simpson and, and there's quite a few others. And um, e- even so, I mean, what the fifth year has done, the COVID year has done for, for some of the players, um, you know, even going into last year where, um, you know, we, I think we have six players that ended up uh, uh, using their fifth year of eligibility to transfer uh, to NCAA Division One. So, um, you know, it's a unique, unique situation. And, um, you know, while you do see some players make that jump every year from NEI to, to Division One, it's it's something that, you know, is, uh, you know, we don't want to encourage, obviously, because we, we love all of our NEI basketball <laughs> players. And I it's fun to watch some of these guys that have made the jump to division one. It'd be interesting following some of them as well. Um, Pat, I, I know, uh, uh, finishing up kind of what we're talking about, uh, just coming into this season, um, you have any, any teams that you're, you're eager to watch early on, or even some national title contenders that you're, uh, you want to put your name on? Well, not to toot my own horn, but I mentioned this on the first podcast last year, a team in, in Huntington who ended up being pretty good at the end of the season. I'm going to, go with them again they're not getting a ton of attention they're obviously getting a little bit more this year than they did last but i think they're going to continue to make some noise and continue to grow in the crossroads league that's a team um kobe offered is is their head coach who's kind of i think it's his second or third year there now and and kind of establishing a culture we talked with coach about establishing culture and kind of how you build that and i I look for them to continue to take strides And, and i think they might not win the Crossroads League, but I think they'll be up in the top two, three of that league and, and probably make the national tournament. Um, so excited to see, you know, how they put things together, how they continue to grow. So going to keep an eye on, you know, on Huntington here in the Midwest. Yeah, I think uh, I think the road to Muni. I mean, when you're talking about uh, – anytime you're talking about that, and obviously with, with the name change, we're going to be talking about it a lot. But uh, um, I, I think anybody in the Crossroads League, uh, I think they – Huntington, uh, you know, getting a big win in the opening round against Georgetown last year, um, and then looking to take the next next uh, jump uh, this year. Um, certainly a valid team to watch for sure. Um, I think even uh, a team like uh, MVNU um, out there that uh, uh, end up sneaking into the tournament last year, uh, maybe stealing a couple bids from from some of the other leagues. But uh, with the Crossroads League being so tough every year, you know, de- very deservingly got in and. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch some of the, those, it's always a fun league to watch, but the Crossroads League, uh, top to bottom again, is going to be very, very good. Um, somebody we could talk about, same as GSAC, you know, we just talked about with Coach Rudder, uh, another, another league, it's going to be very, very good. Um, I, I'm actually interested to watch the, the Southern States, uh, athletic conference this year, 
um, you know, moving around east, you know, we, we do want to make sure we, we cover everybody from coast to coast. So uh, not just going out west, but, uh, um, you know, losing uh, so Talladega and, and, uh, and Loyola play for national title last year. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it goes without saying, I mean, Loyola lost uh, their two best players are, are now at uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi, uh, you know, which is a high major division one basketball and, and then Marquette, which is high major division one basketball. So um, they also lost their point guard, uh, Brandon Davis. So three guys from that team last year um, are, are going division one. Uh, Coach Hallwell is also uh, gone as well. He went to Ole Miss as well. Um, you know, so losing them and then, and then Talladega who, uh, you know, a friend of the program, coach Chris Wright, um, you know, takes Talladega to the national tournament and then, uh, ends up going and, and now is at Langston, uh, out in the, at the senior athletic conference, another league that, that I'll be watching uh, a lot early on. Um, but just, uh, two teams that from the national title game last year, we don't know, you know, any, not a lot about this year heading in a lot of newness, a lot of, uh, new faces, um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of uh, how they pan out. But then even watching the uh, Faulkner and Stillman, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a Faulkner team that, uh, you know, certainly back-to-back uh, -back years again to Kansas City. Um, and freshman C.J. Hines last year, an All-American, uh, I think he's a, a kid that is probably favored to win the, the uh, SSAC Player of the Year um, heading into the season. But, uh, um, you know, just a, a team or a league that uh, – um, that, that was so good last year. I think they'll still be good this year, um, but just kind of how it shapes out is going to be what I'm watching for. Um, and then I mentioned a little bit early on, or a little bit earlier, you know, the, the Sooner Athletic Conference who um, looked good on paper last year, but then, you know, they didn't do well, you know, not as well as they've, they've done the last couple of years on the national um, stage. But uh, um, I don't know if anybody, you know, who all is listening that, that uh, also read um, the preseason magazine, and maybe if you're not in the Sooner Athletic Conference, you didn't pay attention to their page. But um, man, if you if you look at the Sooner Athletic Conference and just all the big time transfers uh, that are coming into the league this year, uh, certainly something that will be very very interesting. Um, I know that while we had a top five teams, uh, our project top five teams uh, in, in, that were the same as the SAC, uh, just a little bit different order. Um, uh, the official SAC uh, ratings that came out in the preseason. Um, you know, I was not surprised. I don't know about you, but I, I was not surprised to see William Baptist take the one spot. Um, we talked about them a lot last year. Uh, we thought that they they should have got into the Nash tournament last year. They were a team that that uh, made it all the way to the SAC championship game and then lost. And uh, maybe one of the hottest teams in the country headed into the Nash tournament last year and just did not get that bid, that final bid. Um, they were probably one of the last teams out as well. Um, but certainly, uh, they returned everybody. Um, Coach Galen uh, uh, has had tremendous success at Central Baptist, and then last year was his first year at Wayland, um, bringing in um, even a, even the likes of uh, Chedrick Wolf, who was an All-American for him at uh, Central Baptist, and now uh, coming with him to Wayland Baptist. Um, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a fun. I think the Senior Athletic Conference uh, again on paper it looks nice. You know, we got to play some games. And I'm excited to get to those, but um, two leagues that I'm I'm gonna be watching a lot early on just because of the question marks and some of the, the, um, you know, two traditional powers that uh, we're just excited to kind of see how it plays out will be the, the sooner athletic conference and the Southern States athletic conference. I think two leagues that, uh, you know, you could certainly see a national title from our national tournament team or national title team uh, from again. In fact, uh, you know, with the name of the change in the name of the podcast uh, with the road to Muni, um, you know, it's something that we're, we're excited about to talk a little bit more this year 
um, and help to paint that picture. And uh, one of the things that uh, I think that we've done every year is, uh, is uh, talk to coaches. Uh, they're, they're more important, more, more fun to listen to than us. But uh, uh, one of the coaches that uh, is no stranger to, to Muni um, is Jeff Rudder and Arizona Christian um, team that made it all the way to the NES semifinals last year before losing to Loyola. Um, so bringing him on this year is going to be a lot of fun. And, and a lot of the other coaches that we have uh, throughout the year, but uh um, I don't know, Coach. Uh, I know you're on right now, but uh, uh, you know, last year we we talked to Loyola for uh, Coach Holloway, uh, Hallwell from uh, Loyola in the first episode last year. So, uh, no pressure, but we're we're kind of good luck in the first episode. <laughs> I appreciate that. Not not too many like Loyola that can be uh, the favorite from day one and run the table and uh, take every shot and and finish on top. So they had an incredible year. Yeah, incredible year for sure. And I, I know that. Uh, they unfortunately were were the ones that knocked you guys off last year, um, and and uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about, uh, um, you know, your guys is uh, obviously you got some new parts this year, but you're bringing back Angela Johnson, uh, second team All American and, and one of the best two way players in the country, um, in our opinion. But uh, also bring back Bryce Davis, who who had a big time uh, tournament last year, um, and then Dennis Flowers, uh, who averaged ten a game for you, and a couple other pieces too. Um, just jumping right in, you want to talk about your team a little bit? Yeah, yeah, we're excited with what uh, the guys we have coming back, and and uh, I really like our class. Um, a- AJ is is as good as there is, I think, on on both sides of the of the ball. Um, so tough, such a good defender, very disruptive. Really, like we we kind of have to push him to shoot a little more. I, he's very capable scorer, but really content getting his teammates going. So you know, I've over my time, I've kind of learned. Um, if your best player is, you know, really tough, hard work and extension of the coaching staff, you got to be a chance to be pretty good. And so that, that, um, certainly makes me feel good about, about AJ, um, Dennis and Bryce, both, both I thought were deserving of all conference last year. They, they did, we, we had an interesting team. We averaged 80, 81 points a game, but I think 10 points was our, uh, our leading score on the year. So very balanced. So they kind of took from each other when it came to some of those conference awards, but both very good. Dennis is another great two-way player, very good defensively. Um, and then Bryce, Bryce has games where he's, you know, he can just carry us and foul, you know, foul multiple big guys out, out by himself. So, um, so certainly, you know, three very experienced guys. Um, I really like the, the rest of the core, you know, you got a, a Kevon Williams doesn't get, um, doesn't show up in the stat sheet a lot, but, He's going on his fifth year with us with the extra year with COVID. And I think he's got 105 wins already. Um, just, just a, a winner and a playmaker and, you know, rarely shoots a lot, but um, make, make shots when we need them and, and great court vision. A um, couple of really good sophomores, Dom Gonzalez and Paul Hayden have, you know, played, played a ton over the last two years, just uh, COVID sophomores for us and had big games for us, both very good shooters, smart players. A lot of experience. Sean Wallstrom's another four-year guy for us that uh, has had a great summer, great shape, best shape he's been in. I think will be a contributor for us. So we're excited about about this group and uh, this the the incoming class. You know, I, I think we I think we've got um, a, a lot of talent coming in and um, more probably more firepower than we did last year. Um, you know, the the big thing you lose a Robbie Wilson, a Xander Bowers, guys, again, guys that have, you know, 120 games in their college career. You just, you, you got to learn how to win a little bit all over again with, with a new group coming in. So I think that's going to be the challenge for us, you know, from the start is I, I think we're talented enough to, 
you know, be, be real competitive right from the start, but just learn doing some of those little things that Robbie and Xander did so well. Um, that's, you know, excited to see who steps up and, and takes that mantle. You know, and, you know, I know we're excited to, to see some of your new guys play um, that are coming in. You want to talk about some of those, those guys coming in? Yeah, yeah, we're excited about that group. And, uh, again, it's different than what, you know, Robbie Wilson and Xander Bowers and Darius Goudeau brought. Um, but yeah, Trent Hudgens is is a very good player. And um, he, he's, he's another, like, very good two-way player who's unselfish, who's um, – you know, very, very good on the ball defensively and, and, uh, and can shoot it and score. And, um, James Barry, you know, another division one player, really, really good shooter, really good length. Um, I think he's going to have a a great, both sophomores going to have great careers here at ACU. Micah Blackwell coming from Copper Mountain, I think is, is going to have a a really good career. I think he's an all future all conference player for us. So, um, just so athletic does a lot of things similar to Xander, um, Little, probably a little more offensive minded and and good on the block and shoot it can drive uh, real real active protect the rim for us um, and, and a host of other other guys that uh, you know I, I think will as as the season goes on will uh, get more and more into the rotation and have an impact for us. Talent talent's one thing and you guys have had plenty of that over the last few years and uh, but yeah lo- losing some of those staples in your from your roster. Uh, you know, early on, it'll be interesting to watch for us, even I'm sure for you too, but to, for us, it'll be interesting to, to kind of watch some of these new guys. Uh, um, and they're going to be battle tested early. I mean, you guys, you can talk about your schedule a little bit, uh, uh, but man, you guys really, really did a, did a, uh, your strength of schedule early on and throughout the year, obviously in the GSAC play is going to be, got to be one of the top five, I would imagine in the country. Yeah, we, you know, Arizona is a, a, a destination for a lot of, you know, schools from colder climates that like to come out here. So we've, we often get offers to, you know, looking for games out here in Arizona over the holidays. Um, we want to play a good schedule. We want to be prepared for our conference. We want to be prepared, Lauren willing, for a, a postseason in a national tournament. Um, and I, I think we, we definitely have that this year. You know, we got uh, Lewis Clark State right off the bat. And uh, Austin Johnson's been to a couple Final Fours. does a does a great job. Always has them in the hunt. Um, College of Idaho right after that, and uh, I think they're coming off two or three thirty win years in a row. They, sh- you know, one of the one of the preseason favorites to win the whole thing. And Oklahoma City was probably the last team not to get in to the national tournament. One of the last couple teams. Yeah. Um, Mark Berkoff's. Uh, we actually went to high school together, so good friend known Mark for a long time, and. He's always done a really good job and uh, Benedictine couple national tournaments in a row. We got Grace who had a, you know, all five starters back and a, a great run at the tournament and Montana tech, maybe the favorite again in the, in the frontier conference known, uh, known coach Hyatt for a long time. We've had a lot of battles as assistants back in the day and uh, all of that, another, I don't know if they won 30 games. They were awfully close, but another, another annual national tournament team. And, um, Steve Keller and Providence were, I think they were a top 10 team just a couple of years ago and he's always done a great job and Montana Western 19 win team. Um, then, you know, Emory Riddle, another, another Arizona team with, I think all five starters back on the road. So not, not a lot of games to kind of find your bearings, but we'll be tested early and a lot of different, a lot of different styles and looks um, from them too, which is something we, we wanted to do. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I, I know our guys want uh, to be challenged. Our guys want to play big games. Um, so that's, that was part of the motivation between, uh, scheduling up as well. 
I know you guys uh, are starting to be annual. Uh, uh, you're starting to show up in Kansas City every year. Um, and I know that uh, you guys have kind of had that staple um, the last couple of years uh, with some of your returners and things. And you have some good ones this year as well. Uh, what's this year's team going to have to do to make a return back to Kansas City? Well, I think um, practically, I mean, we need to be in the top top two or three in our league to, to really secure that. Um, you know, I th- we got five teams in last year, um, you know, but with, with our conference being so good and even the teams finishing near the bottom are better. Like, I, I think this is probably the best year of our conference in, in the last several with, you know, so many good, good returners and best players from just about every team returning. Um, there, there's a real, real thin margin for error where you might not make our conference tournament, but, you know, have been in the top 25 at some point during the year. So only six make our conference tournament and seven and eight last year that, you know, were, were really, really good. Westmont was eighth and they were as, ta- you know, they beat us twice and they were as offensively talented as any team we played last year. So that's the, you know, I think keeping the, keeping the focus on, on doing well in your conference and, you know, competing for a title that puts you in a position to, to, you know, get into the national tournament and advance there. Um, you know, I strength of schedule, you know, if we're, if we're uh, able to be successful in some of these big games, that's certainly going to kind of help and help our standing. Um, so I, I think we've set our, ourselves up well for that. And, um, and if we're not successful in those, we'll certainly be better for it and learn from that and probably be better in the conference for it. So, um, you know, I, I think for us, just uh, we, we've got seven returners and eight new players and a, and a really talented group of new players. Just how how quickly how quickly can we um, gel and and, um, you know, be united on the defensive end and, you know, play the unselfish style we want to play on the offensive end. Um, what's unique this year is there's not any easy games to kind of get a rhythm. There's no blowout wins. There's it's going to be like very good teams right from the start. And that continues all the way through. So, um, so that, you know, it's got me a little more, a uh, little more sense of urgency than, than normal that we got to get it figured out quickly. Yeah. Pat. Coach, you talked about, you know, you bring in eight new guys and how quickly you can gel. You've obviously established a, a culture of winning and, and a culture of success. Are there certain things you do off the court? Maybe it's in the preseason or the off season that kind of help bring new guys together and, and maintain that culture. You, said you lost a bunch of guys that have won a ton of games. How do you continue that culture off the court? Yeah. So our, our, our school, Arizona Christian, we're um, Christian school. We take that very seriously. We teach from a biblical worldview. Um, We call ourselves transformation you um, because of the focus on spiritual development. So we do a lot of that in the, in the preseason. We try to create an atmosphere of, you know, where you can be vulnerable with your teammates, where you can share, where you can, um, be yourself, feel safe. And, um, and I, and I, this year's group has really embraced that. We were on a, uh, uh, a retreat up in the mountains just a few weeks ago, no basketball, no basketball talk, just sharing and, and, you know, doing, doing hard competitions together and fun stuff and, and just having fun with each other. And I think, um, things like that go a long way and, um, it is encouraging, you know, each, each one of our guys was sharing about their story and their, their challenges and you know what their their upbringing has been like and um it was it was amazing there was there was uh you know everybody participating and being a part of that so i think that's a, a good sign for things to come that uh, these guys want to want to fit in they want to you know be a part of a team they want to be part of something bigger um and they're willing to grow so we we're we we're very pleased with that 
and talk about maintaining expectations is, you know, going in preseason number one. Is that something you've talked about? Is that something that you're choosing to ignore? Is that, you know, how, how have you been handling that? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's the case in the national poll, that that's great. I think it's great for the program um, because we were tiny Bible college just a few years ago and not much success in basketball. So I think it's just great for our school, great for our program. Outside of that, it doesn't, you know, mean anything because, you know, you could we could be 0 and 5 here in two weeks <laughs> with the with the <laughs> schedule we got. So um, I, I think our guys are, you know, we talk about humility all the time, just having a, an appropriate perspective that where we know and are confident that we can compete with anybody if we put in the work and play together and do the things that lead to winning. But we also know how good everybody else is and how hard it is to win. So um, trying to stay hungry, but stay stay balanced and humble at the same time. So we we will not talk about when and we'll acknowledge if, if you know, wherever we're at in the poll um, as as a cool thing, but it's certainly not earned or deserved. And there's, you know, six or seven teams that come to mind that, you know, probably feel like they could be number one and, and rightfully so. So we will just focus on the next game. And, you know, the the most important game of the season is the next game. And right now that's LC State on Friday. Pat and I differ uh, on our uh, thoughts. You know, Pat, uh, I always say that, you know, with our, even with our preseason magazine that came out, uh, you know, it's uh, it's nice to – it's a nice starting point for everybody. But uh, just like preseason rankings, uh, you know, you tend to be wrong. Uh, Pat, on the other hand, thinks that him <laughs> ever wrong. So uh, I appreciate him. He's, he's a – He's loyal to the to the program, so. <laughs> but uh, I hope you know, he's right. We we can talk about uh, why you guys were number one in our poll um, all day long. You know, we'll see where you guys are at on Wednesday uh, when the rankings come out. But uh, um, you know, either way, you guys got a really really good really really good uh, squad coming back here with uh, maybe the best back, one of the best backcourts in the country uh, with AJ and uh, Dennis Flowers, and and even you, you mentioned um, you know Kevon. Uh, um, you know, 15th in the G-Sack and assists last year and, and what he brings to you guys. And um, shooters on the outside, you know, with, with Hayden uh, and, and Dom. And um, and then with your new guys, you know, it's something we're excited to kind of watch to see, you know, where the, what the new guys and how they fit in and things like that. So, Coach, I appreciate you coming on. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to not just watching you guys, but watching your tough schedule. I mean, you battle-tested early, like we, we mentioned and talked about. But, uh um, should be a, a lot of great TV, a, a lot of great games. And, uh, um, you know, one thing is for sure, you know, we, we've talked about a little bit on this episode, but even talked about last year a lot. Uh, West Coast basketball is uh, out there a lot west. It's going to be, be big time again this year. And um, you guys get going on October 28th uh, against a very tough Lois Clark State team. Uh, it'll be 7 p.m. Arizona time. And if you're listening to the podcast, and it may be a little late depending on where you're at in the country, but it's worth staying up and watching. So, Coach, I appreciate uh, you coming on. Um, again, it's uh, Coach Jeff Rutter. That's uh, if you're on Twitter, it's at Coach Rutter R U T T E R A C U. Um, and then ACU Hoops. Make sure you follow them as well. Uh, Arizona Christian Hoops at ACU Hoops on Twitter as well. So, Coach, uh, best of luck this season, and uh, we we'll look forward to talking to you later. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all you guys do for NAI Hoops. Once again, uh, you know, thanks to to Coach Rutter for. Uh, giving us uh, some of his time on this uh, Sunday evening. But, uh, you know, for us, uh, you know, like we said, we we can bring you as much as Pat and I can bring you as much as uh, uh, information about any of us we can, but just and, and even players throughout the year uh, hop on and, and talk to them because uh, they live it. You know, we're we're, we're uh, fans and, and uh, analysts or whatever you want to call us, the media. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, for us, it's fun to watch, but these guys live it every day. And 
you know, 32 pages deep on the on the uh, preseason magazine. And I we could probably talk uh, for about five episodes or five hours on, on one episode about the, the preseason. Uh, you know, it's here. Basketball season is, is officially among us uh, starting off Thursday. Uh, I'm excited to get these games going. I'm excited to see uh, not just some of the players that I miss watching hoop, you know, some of the teams that we miss watching hoop, but uh, um, just seeing some of the new players that come in. It's You talked about a little bit earlier about the, uh, it's always interesting to see kind of some of these transfers that are coming in and, and what the impact they're going to have. Um, but we're going to get tipped off on Thursday. Um, Pat, I know uh, one of the segments we always like to finish the episode on is, is some of the games that we're uh, excited about. You want us to get started with that? Yeah, I think on there's this Crossroads League and the, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference are doing a little challenge. Excited to see some of those teams go at it. Um, Wesleyan, Indiana Wesleyan is there. They're playing Cornerstone. I know Cornerstone's playing Spring Harbor there. So excited to see kind of those two conferences duke it out. Um, and then also, and I have to give my shameless plug to the CCAC, Governor State is having their own their own challenge too. William Penn is going to be in that. Um so just, yeah, some of these preseason non-conference tournaments or, or challenges, whatever you want to call them, um, are going to be exciting. That, that all gets tipped off, I think, on Friday for the uh, Crossroads League. Wolverine, Hoosier, uh, Shootout, Marion is going to be there. They've got a ton of preseason hype uh, with a couple big-time transfers coming in. So they've got um, some gelling to do, I'm, I'm sure, putting some pieces together. So excited to see how they can kind of form their, their style. Yeah, I think uh... – I think as they're looking, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned, and I'll go off of it, uh, you know, on Saturday, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. I, I think uh, uh, top 25 matchup, it should be a top 25 matchup. It, it's top 25 in our, in our preseason rankings, but uh, um, even, even on Wednesday, uh, when it comes out, um, you, you mentioned that Crossroads League WAC Challenge uh, that's going to be played at Spring Arbor, um, Indiana Tech and Indiana Wesley, and, uh, you know, Indiana yeah. kind of had, uh, kind of had Tech's number um, lately, and we, Talk about some of those fifth-year guys uh, coming back. Well, Indiana Tech is returning everybody. Um, their big three that they've had last year or the last few years um, returns, and um, I'm sure that they're they're licking their chops, you know, to to, to finally kind of get over that hill against Indiana Wesleyan. But uh, um, I, I'm excited about that game on on, on Saturday, um, just to see kind of, uh, um, you know, it's not a must-win game by by any means. The first game of the year or second game of the year for these guys, but. Uh, um, certainly one that, that uh, could have a big impact later on in the year. So I'm um, looking forward to watching that game. So I believe that uh, – I actually believe that that uh, uh, top 25 matchup between uh, Indiana Wesley and Indiana Tech uh, is going to be around noon on Saturday. And then they're going to turn around. Uh, and, and Saturday night we're going to get our second top 25 matchup. Uh, it's going to be late night on the West Coast. <laughs> it's, I believe, a 10.30 Central Time start. Uh, but we're going to see William Jessup at Oregon Tech. Uh, two teams that uh, had some good battles last year. Uh, I believe Jessup's actually the one that knocked uh, Tech out of the National Trump right before Kansas City last year um, in a thrilling game. Um, so Jessup's going to be heading to Oregon Tech to start the year. And, and uh, watch Oregon Tech actually in exhibition uh, last night. And, um, you know, I like their squad, young again, and, and some transfers. But uh, um, certainly a team that uh, that's going to be, you know, top 25 to start the year. And, and somebody who can climb can be fast, especially if they can get a big win. Uh, to start the year with a William Jessup team who should be top five to start the year, I would think. Uh, you know, turn around, and, and you kind of mentioned it, and I'll, I'll go back to it. Uh, I'm very eager to watch this William Penn Governor State game. I, I know uh, uh, William Penn, you know, uh, a team that that lost nine players last year, 
Um, very, very good at reloading. Usually, um, they they do return chance Caruso, who, um, you know, it's player we mentioned last year a couple times on the podcast with with a huge triple doubles on the year. Um, they did get a big big return from Eddie Daly, um, who was actually all conference two years ago and then sat out last year and then has come back uh, this year. So, um, just to kind of watch them and, and see what they have, you know, it'll be interesting to to see what their new squad looks like. Um, and then teams like that, I mean, even Indiana Wesleyan, we talked about, um, you know, some of their, they, they have some good returners, but they have some new pieces as well. So um, some of these teams that are traditionally top 10 teams in the country and, and just uh, watching them early to kind of, kind of see, you know, these new pieces and how they fit in. And, um, you know, coach, coach Rutter kind of mentioned it, you know, they, there's some of these programs don't have a lot of time to, of gel. I mean, they got to gel early on because their schedule, conference schedules, uh, or their, uh, I'm sorry, their season schedule is so tough. Uh, but I think those those three games on Saturday uh, have, have the makings to be really, really good. Yeah, and I appreciate you bringing up CCAC one more time. I think I'd probably be remo- removed as an alumni if I didn't mention Holy Cross on this podcast as a, a preseason favorite to win it all. You know, a bunch of new guys coming in, a bunch of new faces. We'll see what Coach McBride can, can, can make happen here in South Bend. So, Obviously, um, we'll let my bias fly here, and we'll, you know, throw in a plug for Holy Cross, championship or bust for the Saints. Always, always a good, uh, always plug in the, the alma mater. Always, a good <laughs> one. Uh, I believe you, you successfully worked them into every podcast last year, <laughs> but one for one this year. So, uh, we're excited to have the season uh, finish. Or, we're excited to have the season here. Um, and until next time, this is Junior and Pat signing off.